I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 173 of the Canto Bite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, it's my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I finally finished up wrapping all the presents this year, so I am ready for Christmas. That's good. It's good to be ready. Got a couple days to go. Yeah, four days very exciting yeah it does not seem like it should be christmas yet like on the one hand this has seemed like the longest year ever but on the other hand i'm like how the fuck is it already christmas it's like it came so fast but at the same time it didn't yeah it's it's been a very weird year time has no meaning anymore what is time time is an illusion but other than that you've been okay yeah Everything's all good. I recently got in the mail this beautiful handmade porg with Christmas lights on its cute little stomach. I should say not handmade by me, handmade by somebody on Etsy. (laughs) (laughs) I got some I got some nice Star Wars masks. Well, (laughs) Actually, first I got some tiny, like, dollhouse-sized stockings, and I opened the package, and I thought, this is probably not what Brittany bought me. <laughs> but it's beautiful. Brittany got in contact with the seller, and she got the new ones out, like, right away, which was very nice of her. And now I have an awesome mask with Mendo on it. Yeah, man, that lady is a rock star. Like, even though that she accidentally sent those cute little stockings to you. And it was funny because, like, it took her a bit to message me. And I was like, what's going on? But then she's like, I'm so sorry. I was I was busy with this. And she's like, here, I'll send you more. Because when Emily first texted me, like, I was afraid that, like, she had accidentally sent, like, wrong face masks. Like, ones with, like, Kylo Ren or something. Like, something <laughs> that could have been truly offensive. And I was like, I, I just, I was mortified. Like, I was laying in bed and Emily texted me and I just got up and I'm like, oh, but then it was just stalking. So I'm like, that could have turned out a lot worse than it did. But I mean, I, I was sitting and looking them in the office and I was looking at them and I'm like, you know, 
these seem like they would be the perfect scale for my Hot Toys figures. So then I came home and it turned out they were. And so then I had a little photo shoot with some Christmas Hot Toys. So right now my Krennic and my Tarkin are both holding stockings and they're very cute. Oh. I, I love it just the pureness and the wholesomeness of those little stockings. And now that <laughs> your toys have holiday decorations now. They're very cute. They're like, they're too small to be like ornaments. So I don't know what to do. I guess maybe if you had one of those mini Christmas trees, they'd be a good little ornament. Or if you like, I don't know, like Barbies or some shit. I don't, I don't know they're very, it's a weird size, but it turned out to be perfect. So it was a nice little happenstance of a mistake. As I said on Twitter, it is a beautiful mistake, and I can't wait to buy more things from the seller because she's she's awesome. They're really nice masks too. That's good. Yeah, it's really hard to find because I was trying to find like Krennic or Tarkin, but you know, obviously it's fabric, so I I found this beautiful pink fabric with with Mendo on it, and I'm like, this is perfect. Like this is everything. It has those. Uh, stormtroopers on the front of it too but i'm like ah it's mendo mendo's the star of the show yeah and one of them has like mendo like smack dab in the middle it's 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 good yes yes that's turned out well that's good yeah you've had bad luck with christmas packages this year i have um but eh, that's the holidays it all worked out in the end it all worked out. Yeah, I think so far this year I've had four packages that have either been lost or the message kind of or the package items like got kind of mixed in or something was forgotten or something was repl- I don't know. It, it's been a weird holiday season, so it, it's all good. Mistakes happen. Yeah, it all worked out. It's fine. Have you done anything else Christmassy besides wrapping presents? Have you been watching any Christmas specials or listening to Christmas music? Or I have listened to a bunch of Christmas music since the 1st of November. So <laughs> I am tired, Emily. See, that's I, why you don't start so early. But usually, like, it, it's exciting. It's happy. And, you know, Carlos is wonderful because he plays our Spotify playlist in the car when we go places. And it's it's just a lot. Like, I listen to it, you know, while I'm driving, you know, here, there, everywhere. Like, maybe I'm just tired of my own playlist. Like, I was listening to the radio the other day and they had, like, the top 30 Christmas mu- Christmas songs. I'm like, that's perfect because like there are some Christmas songs that are like really bad. Like there's this one about Dominic the donkey. Have you heard that one? (laughs) The Italian Christmas donkey. Yes. Yes. That's an interesting one. Grandma got ran over by a reindeer is like an awfully dark Christmas song. And so is the movie. If you've ever seen it. I've never seen the movie. It's really weird. What else is a bad Christmas song? Um, I can't think of any other ones. Those are just the top two that are just like, what is this? But what's your least favorite Christmas song? Uh, Little Drummer Boy. Why is that? Um, I think because when I worked, when I worked retail, um, like both at a grocery store and then like 
when I worked at Starbucks, like during the holidays, they'll have, you know, like Christmas mixes that they use, but it's really only like 12 to 15 songs. And if you work in 18 hours, I mean, if you work in eight hours a day, you hear those 12 to 15 songs a hell of a lot. And there was just one version of the little drummer boy that I heard constantly. And just, I don't know. I don't know who was singing it, but I hate this. It's, it's not very good. It's boring. It's slow. It's not a song you want to hear 10 times in a day. Yeah. That, that sounds awful. I, when I used to work at the casino, I, there was a couple songs that would always play love shack, the Ghostbusters song and thriller (laughs) and walking on sunshine. Like I hate, or girls want to have fun. Those five songs. Like I never want to hear again. I don't know if they still do this, but when I was when I was working at Starbucks, on their Christmas playlist was the Jeff Buckley cover of Hallelujah, which is not a Christmas song in the slightest. It's a gorgeous song. I love it. It's super depressing and nothing to do with Christmas. And I was very confused, I think, because like, somebody's like, oh, it has the word Hallelujah in it, but not a Christmas song. Yeah, they consider that a Christmas song because they the, this acapella like group like sings Hallelujah and it's always playing on the radio. Or if you go on Amazon Music and play Christmas music, and I'm like, this isn't this isn't Christmas. I mean, it's nice, but like I, it's, it's really no dark thank you. Song. It is. I mean, I don't think Christmassy when I hear the line. All I ever learned from love is how to shoot somebody who outdrew you. That's not like a <laughs> don't, don't get you in the Christmas spirit. Or I think about the the Justice League trailer. <laughs> God damn it. Man, that movie's never going to end. We're going to get remakes of that or the Snyder cut of that until like we're in our 80s. Oh, it's going to be so bad. It's hey, going to be you, bad, yeah. but am I going to watch it? Yes. Hey, do you want to watch this bad movie, but instead of being a bad two and a half hour movie, it's a bad like six hour miniseries? Who wants this? Like, I I wouldn't want that for Star Wars. Like, I just, no thanks. When he's like giving interviews about how is he, how he's like super, how like edgy and exciting it's going to be because Batman says the word fuck and I'm just like. You are an eight-year-old boy with an eight-year-old, like you never outgrew what an eight-year-old thinks is edgy and cool. And it is honestly kind of sad. I don't know, Emily. I feel edgy and cool when I say fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh, man. Yeah, there's a lot of movies coming out on Christmas Day. Wonder Woman, uh, Soul on Disney+. Plus. Are you going to watch any of them? I'm excited for Soul. I am. I'm going to watch Wonder Woman. The reviews have not given me much hope. That's not surprising. Yeah. Like a lot of what I read from reviewers who I like tend to agree with was like, there's a lot of cool looking stuff and not much substance at all. So. Like. And I mean, obviously, the best place to watch a movie with a lot of spectacle and nothing really to say is on home on your TV and not on a big screen where, you know, 
that would matter in the slightest. Like, see, so it's like the you know, it's the worst thing to watch at home. But whatever, there's no other option. So, how about you? Uh, I'm really excited for Soul. I hope that is the Christmas Day movie. Usually, we watch a movie every Christmas Day. We started this tradition at like ironically the same time when you know Carlos started coming over for Christmas. Except the first movie that we watched was um, well, it was a double feature. It was uh, Saving Mr. Banks, which is that movie about um the writer of Mary Poppins and know how that became a movie and it's just a really sad movie so we're sitting here on Christmas day watching this awfully sad movie but then we watched Mary Poppins and I'm like it doesn't get any better than that so Mary Poppins is good I haven't watched I should watch Mary Poppins I should put that on the Disney plus I haven't seen that in a long time it's pretty good yeah last night I I came home from uh hanging out with Carlos and uh, everyone was watching The Sound of Music. And I'm like, that's another one I haven't watched in a long time. I'm a sucker for musicals. I'm a sucker for The Sound of Music. I love Ugh. Julie Andrews. I hate The Sound of Music. Why do you hate The Sound of Music? Oh, it's terrible. The music is nice. I like the music. It's very lovely. Wonderful. Uh, let's see. What other movies? Yeah, Soul. I think Soul will be the one. Eh, Wonder Woman doesn't do a lot for me. DC movies don't do a lot for me. They kind of have like a bunch of action and like no character development or just, it just bland. It's like eating a sandwich without any condiments on it. <laughs> I mean, I like that first Wonder Woman movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, the third act is terrible, but apparently Patty Jenkins just did an interview when she was talking about it and she wanted it to have like a much smaller like third act and they made her do the big bombastic thing and like that's the thing everything everybody has a problem with is how stupid Ares looks when skinny heroin addict looking David Lewis is suddenly like big buff CGI god but I don't know I'll 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 probably watch that if maybe not Christmas day but at some point that weekend. Yeah, I worry about not watching it on Christmas Day because unfortunately I worry about spoilers, but Do you really care if Wonder Woman gets spoiled? Uh that's what I was gonna say, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Uh speaking of spoilers, uh should we should we talk about the Mandalorian? And how uh Steel Saunders ruined it for you? Steel Saunders did not ruin it for me. I oh, he totally did. You I were can't such a liar. You're trying to be nice about it, but he totally did. I just don't know why else he would call John Favreau a god. Like the yeah. only reason why he'd call John Favreau a god is because of two words, Luke Skywalker. So yeah, of course, okay. The morning it, it sucked. So. Carlos and I were going to stay up and watch The Mandalorian, but he had work in the morning. He does night shifts. So I was, the two angels were on my shoulder that night, you know, the devil, then like the angel, like the good angel one. And midnight came and I was still awake. I was watching Great British Baking Show and I was like, okay, it's midnight. I should wake up Carlos. And then the angel's like, don't do it. Like, we guys are going to go look at Christmas lights tomorrow. He's... He, he's not going to get a lot of sleep. Like, you should let him rest. And the devil's like, do it, do it. And of course, I, I didn't do it. So I wake up at 7. 
uh, I I knew that it'd be hard for me to stay off social media. So I just, you know, I was just scrolling like my Bachelor Reddit, you know, just seeing what was going on in Bachelor Nation. And I accidentally went on Instagram. And the very first thing that I saw was a tweet that Steele had taken a picture of on Instagram. And it said something in the lines of, you know, John Favreau is a god. And... Yeah. That is how I kind of had a feeling that we were going to see Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian. Yep. People, uh, yeah. Look, I know it's not, like, intentional from Steve. No, no, of course not. People have no chill and, like, feel the need to, like, get their reactions out immediately. And it kind of fucking sucks. Like, I didn't, I I have so many things muted on Twitter, like, on Mando Days. So I didn't I didn't see anything outright, but I knew that people were super excited. And I'm like, oh, probably it's going to be Luke. And then I, it was. I personally hate how people are so aggressive about the you need to stay off of social media if you don't want to hear about something. Well, number one, why are you so aggressive about it? Number two, like use that energy somewhere else. And maybe... It's cool to not immediately post your, you know, reactions, you know, to a show. I mean, I get I I understand if you're, you know, on YouTube creating content. Like I I get it. I get the struggle. I get, you know, I get how that's that's a thing, but for that to be, you know, possibly spoiled for you know, a bunch of people. And honestly, like that to me, like I was one of the things that I was kind of bummed out that I came to the conclusion about. Like I was thinking about, of you course. know, like what if I found out about Snoke? Like what if I found out about Maul and Rogue One? I much I would have loved to know about Maul from Rogue One other than this because I don't know. And it was a bummer. Um I I wish the circumstances were different. I wish I was home. I was with Carlos. Usually I'm home with Rusty watching it. I wish I, I messed up the weekends with Carlos and I. So I, I get him every other weekend, but I fucked up one of the weekends. So I should have been home. I I feel like I'm more to blame like for this. Like, of course, like I blame myself, but. No, that's the thing is like, I mean, it shouldn't. Like, it shouldn't be, like, yes, like, it shouldn't be that much of, like, a thing that you have to, like, hide from, like, 12 hours from when something airs. And it fucking sucks. And this whole, like, stay off social media thing, I'm like, okay, we're in a fucking pandemic right now. Social media is a lot of people's only social interaction right now. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, like... This like, oh, well, you it's your own fault. You should have stayed off because like these people can have zero chill and have to get like immediate attention for their reaction to this thing. Like it really fucking sucks. Like I'm careful, but I shouldn't have to be as careful as I am. Like people should stop being fucking jackasses about it. People weren't even this bad when The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker came out. Like, I was able to, you know, go on Twitter and everyone was respectful. I think, like, due to the pandemic and due to, you know, how important, you know, just reactions are, like, right now in this day of age. Like, that's a big thing right now is reacting to this, reacting to that. Like, I just, I feel like a lot of people get, like, a little excited, you know, rightfully so. But unfortunately, that, you know, could spoil it, you know, for others. But 
I, I, I don't want to like point my fingers and point my finger at steel and say, hey, you spoiled this for me. I'm not going to do that because that's not what happened. Like I, I'm the one who clicked. I'm the one who clicked on Instagram. I'm the one who saw the post. Like I could have immediately saw what I was doing and backtracked, but I didn't. So that is where I blame myself. I mean, it sucks. Like it, it sucked like having to keep that secret and knowing that I couldn't watch the show for like another like four hours. So I was just like, fuck it. I'm going back to sleep. So I did that. But yeah, it, it's definitely interesting times. I mean, it has definitely taught me, you know, that's that's an unfortunate thing. Like I touched the stove, you know, the stove was hot. I touched it. My hand got burned. And, you know, I learned now that unfortunately, if something is about to come out that I'm really excited about, I should really stay offline. And that sucks, but there's not much that I can do about it. Look, look, both things can be true, which is that, like, yeah, the fact of the matter is you do have to stay off social media if you don't want to get spoiled. But it fucking sucks that you have to stay off social media if you don't want to get spoiled. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, what did you think overall about the episode? Eh. (laughs) Um, it's got some really cool stuff in it. Um, overall, it's got some problems and some stuff that leaves me very worried for season three. We can get into that later. But how about you? Just like overall. Yeah, it it was pretty good. I finales are not good for for me because I get really stressed. I'm shaking the whole time, you know, for like a 30, 45 minute you know, show. So I get really anxious. I didn't know what was going to happen. Like, I I really thought that Grogu was going to be Gongu. So I, whew, that was nice to know that he survived, but also knowing his uh, potential future because of how the episode ended. So I went in thinking, okay, we were, it's probably like going to end on a shot of Luke. I was very surprised with how much Luke we got. Um, but backtracking to my first complaint of this episode. I had mentioned this in the episode where she is introduced. But it is more prominent in this episode. And that is Katie Sackhoff is a terrible fucking actor. it's not good it's it's really not good especially when you should be excited to see someone but you're just waiting for the scene to end because the acting is so like it reminds me of those fan-made videos that like go on youtube or like that are in contests like no offense to her i mean she's a wonderful voice actress but i just don't think it translates well no and like even like I thought like I thought the other episode with her she was like just kind of bad like mediocre, but then she was doing the thing that she can do. It's like what she did for all of Battlestar, which is like the cool like smirky thing. But like when she has to react to Mando having the fucking dark saber, or when she's breaking up the fight in the bar, it, like not just oh she's not good like bad even by Star Wars terms. Which is saying something. Yeah, I mean, Lucasfilm, if you need a redhead to put in Mandalorian gear, I am here. 
I have been training for many months for an opportunity like this. Call me up. You know, I can get on my acting skills a little bit. Just that that'd be interesting. That's an easy cosplay for me too. Holy shit. Maybe I can do that for a celebration whenever or if it comes. But you think Mando armor is easy? No, I don't. It's awful. That's awfully hard. Like maybe like. I wish she was in something other than Mandalorian gear because God, that'd be easy. Because there's no redheads in Star Wars. Thing. That's her whole thing is being a Mandalorian. I know, but like, what if like she like behind the scenes like she's like a bookkeeper or something like that'd be really easy, like a bookkeeper outfit. I don't know. Like I don't like shockingly bad. She is shockingly bad. It's like that is some like I hate sand level acting, and it's the reason I'm super like. Like if it was just this one time thing, fine. But considering where this this episode ends, it really seems like him having the dark saber and the fate of Mandalore is going to be a big like that'll be the big through line on season three. And it's always hard to tell because they've switched things up before. But obviously, that's going to be at least part of it. And and that's bad. Like if you have to rely on her for a bunch of emotional shit, I am deeply concerned especially if for at least a couple episodes and god only knows how long really there's no baby yoda to distract you with his cute baby yodaness dude i can't believe lucasfilm is saying goodbye to grogu like i is he just gonna like drop out of jedi school like is he jedi school dropout like in greece like is this greece like are we gonna get a musical like are we gonna have like at the end grogu and din singing to each other you're the one that i want no. Well, I, I just, I feel like we're not, they're, the, Baby Yoda is way too much of a thing to say goodbye to Baby Yoda for long. And also, like, that is the show, is him and Baby Yoda. And there's got to be a way to get them back together because it's his son and they should be together because he's still a little Baby Yoda. Yeah, and... R2 came there and he seemed to like R2. Like, R2 is not a dad. Like, I don't think R2 is capable of providing the same love and affection as uh, Din is. No. So, the, um, what are they fucking called? The robot troopers. Bad. <sighs> punchy, punch, punch, guys. They like to punch things. With loud electro music connected dark, to them. Dark troopers. Dark yeah. troopers. Man, they're dumb. And I don't like that. <laughs> Robo pointed this out to me, which is why of all the droids in Star Wars, are they the ones that move like old sci-fi clunky robots? <sighs> I just, I think the idea of them was lazy. And I feel like they could have done so much more with, like, a Gideon army. Like, they could have done something like the the Knights of Ren. I don't know. Like, I just feel like it was lazy. I think they just should have been people. Droids didn't work the first time. Why do they think that droids are going to work the second time? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's dumb seeing droids, like, not in, you know, the Clone Wars era. Because it's like, they know. They know there's a reason why it didn't work. And it's it's kind of dumb. I mean, it the effect was powerful because these guys could could beat you up. 
but pretty that's badly. Like, that, but that's like all they can do is punch things. And that gets boring real fucking quickly. My issue is that a big problem comes along. And for some reason, an easy solution, you know, comes like Luke was able to save them all. Like it just, it seems like it's too fucking easy to get out of because when all of those dark troopers come back to the ship and everyone's like, holy shit, we're fucked. Like they should have been fucked. Cause like, there's no way that that could have happened. So they all just sort of died. I mean, no, but I just, I think that it's just luck. I don't, I don't love everybody being rescued by a character who is not on the show swooping in at the last minute. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, it's awesome to see Luke and seeing when he is going through and lighting everybody up with his saber. It looks great. It was fun. It was cool to see him. I was excited. As soon as the X-Wing came, I'm like, oh, cool. That's so it is Luke. And I was, I'm like, I was happy. But it is nice if your characters get out of their own messes instead of being saved by like god tier characters and then he took the hood off and he is a cartoon person and immediately like any sort of emotional connection that I had to it like died because like when he's moving his mouth it looks terrible the eyes are dead. Like, look, if you saw this in a video game as a cutscene, you'd go, oh, that looks pretty good as a video game cutscene. But when you see him next to, like, actual people who are acting as people, it is disconcerting. I thought the music was beautiful when you hear him come in and then you see that lightsaber. Like, it, it was awesome. It was so cool to see Luke Skywalker in action and, you know, seeing him wielding that green lightsaber was amazing. But I, you know, for a second, I thought when he was getting in the elevator that he was going to leave and I'm like that, that that's good enough for me. But when he comes up, like I, I was hoping that I was almost hoping that he would keep the hood on. So when he took it off, like, I don't know what I was expecting. I don't know if I was expecting Sebastian Stan. I was not expecting CGI face because they should know by now that it is a mixed bag with that shit. Didn't work really for for Tarkin, which I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine for Leia. But the Rise of Skywalker, when they did it, it wasn't the best. And I, ugh, it didn't, it wasn't great. It, the more that he talked, the more I wanted to just, okay, let, let's end it. It's it's over. The episode's over. It's it's creepy. I hate it. I don't, like, it ruins, like, it ruins it for me. I can't deal with how much it turns me off. Turn me off in Rogue One. It's my major problem with Rogue One is I would rather, and Tarkin, Tarkin is maybe my favorite Star Wars character. I would rather not see him at all than see that stupid fucking cartoon Tarkin. Wow. I hate it. It's bad. It distracts me. I would get over a recast person in like 10 seconds. You, If it pulled out of the hood and it had been Sebastian Stan or somebody else, I'd be like, okay, that's Luke Skywalker now. It'd take me a little bit. Don't get me wrong. It would. But 
I'd get over it because it would be somebody who could act and make an emotional connection with somebody. And look, like it's, it's, it's the mix that's bad. Like I can have emotional reactions to cartoons in cartoon form when everybody's a cartoon and looks like a cartoon. Totally fine. Or I can have emotional reactions to people, but when you mix the two up and it is supposed to be, and like, I know CGI, they use CGI a lot for aliens and stuff. And that's fine because I don't have an idea of what an alien should look like. Whereas I do know what Luke Skywalker looks like and he does not look like a cartoon. It's just not good. And I'm getting to the point now where I'm watching reaction videos of like people like steel, like, I think I enjoyed Steele's reaction to the episode more than the actual episode itself. <laughs> because if anyone were to watch a YouTube reaction of The Mandalorian, you have to check out Steele's reaction. Because literally, as soon as the episode ended, I'm like, my ass needs to be on YouTube right now. Because there is someone I need to see. And it's genuine. It's it's beautiful, full of laughs and tears. And it just, I, I got home last night and I was just like looking up reactions because it is truly beautiful. Just, you know, people who are big Luke Skywalker fans, like finally seeing him in action as Emily shakes her head. I want to know why she's shaking her head. I, look, I'm very happy for my friends who are very excited about this. As a genre, I hate reaction videos. Like Steel, Steel's doing his thing, and it's fun, and it's great because he's my friend, and that's wonderful. It's like it's he's it's fun to watch him freak out, mm-hmm. but just to like as in general, I think reaction videos like are the most. It's like up there with like unboxing videos. I'm like it is the most tedious YouTube shit. I do not get it. Unfortunately, that's like one of the biggest things on YouTube right now. So that's why we're seeing like a lot of creators, you know, create, you know, reaction videos or unboxing videos because like, unfortunately, as much as, you know, we might be like, oh, another reaction video, like this is getting the money. This is, you know, helping pay for their groceries, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I don't begrudge anybody doing oh, it. Oh, like, no, just, I know. Like, I'm never going to want, like, I cannot watch it. Like, yeah. I, I'll, I'll watch somebody like do it, like the, like doing a discussion video, like afterwards, but like live reactions. No. Yeah, I, I'm okay with them. Like, Steel's is really good because I know how much, like, Luke Skywalker meets the Steel. And especially, like, after, you know, finding out what happened, you know, after the the credits rolled and I wanted to know what Haas, you know, had to think. But Haas does it, like, via podcast. And I think that's fun, too. You know, like, a podcast, like, reaction. I love hearing his. there's There's a difference between watching your friend's reaction videos I'm like watching a stranger's reaction videos. That is true. But yeah, I think that's why I'm happy that our, our some of our friends, like especially like Araj and Les, uh, have, or no, from the Sith list, you know, have made these, you know, reaction videos because even though like we can't be together, I can still see like how they're reacting like to something that I also saw, but, you know, seeing it through their eyes. I think that's, that's cool with your friends with them, but also like with people I don't know, like it's kind of weird. Like, I know that a bunch of people are watching these and they're getting millions and millions of views from just, you know, watching something. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a bizarre thing that I do not understand. But didn't saying goodbye to the little baby Yoda. 
when he takes his helmet off and he looks at the little baby Yoda with his helmet off. I just, I really like Pedro Pascal a lot. I was very sweet. And also when the little baby Yoda was watching on the surveillance camera and seeing Luke cut everybody down and like reaching out his little baby Yoda hand to stroke the screen. He's like, hey, I called that guy. I met him in the force. And now he's going to come and take me away from my dad. And that's very sad. <laughs> take me away from my dad. God, that's awful. But it's true. I I loved when his little ears went out when he felt in the force like Luke's presence or like that was Luke. Like that's what I knew. I'm like, that's Luke Skywalker. Like Ahsoka Tano doesn't have an X-Wing. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> Moff Gideon is not what I like. Obviously he's been around her a bit, but like this is like first time we've like really gotten him like going and it's not quite what I expected. It's much more like it's much more hammy, but Giancarlo Esposito can pull off hamminess and is having so much fun being like totally mustache twirling, like evil, and he is chewing up all the scenery. And that is something that in the wrong hands would really annoy me, but he is so great that it works. I love it. Like it's a little zany, but it works out really well. Especially you know, that fight with him and Din. It's just, it's so messy, but it's in a way like perfectly messy. Like, I, I can't describe it. It just, it's, it's very zany and very, especially when he's like, yeah. I got the blood, we're good. And then he <laughs> goes for Grogu and then all of a sudden just whoosh. Ugh. That was a good fight scene that the, the spear versus the Darksaber was fun. Um, it's a shame that Bo-Katan is terrible. <laughs> it's a shame that Katie Sackhoff is terrible because that is such a, an interesting idea. Like when he walks on, when they walk onto the bridge and he's like, are you just going to, you should probably just go ahead and kill him now. And okay, here's the thing though, Bo-Katan, you don't get to make fun of the children of their watch and their weird helmet thing. Like at how religious they are when you have your stupid, I can't take the dark saber unless I win the dark saber thing. Those are the equivalent. They're both stupid. So stop being so judgmental of this other cult when you are also in a cult. You can't judge a cult when you're in a cult. <laughs> you can't. And also, maybe you should have fucking told Jin Din in the beginning that you have to win the Darksaber instead of being like, he's mine. Don't touch him. He's mine. It's like when you're, you're talking to a guy at a bar and then some girl walks up and she's like, that's my boyfriend. You can't talk to him. Like, that's what she fucking did. Like, maybe just explain the situation to somebody instead of just like being judgmental sourpuss. But judgmental sourpuss is the only thing that Katie Sackhoff can do. So whatever. Yeah, I was wondering why she was so, like, angry about this dark saber, which I, I kind of hated. That was weak. They could have, you know, put that in smoother. Because as soon as, you know, Moff Gideon reveals that, you know, it has to be won in battle, I'm just like, this could have been explained. This could have been. And it, it was just an excuse to, again, see Katie Sackhoff's uh, not-so-great acting which is unfortunate <laughs> yeah. it so it's really, sucks yeah. 
because I liked her in the Clone Wars, and I don't understand why they just didn't get another actress to do it. Like, put him in a red wig and send him into Loring gear, you know? It, it it reminds me of like what possibly could have happened if they put Ashley Eckstein in the Ahsoka Tano gear yeah, and how that yeah. would have worked out. Yeah. Badly. Cause that it's not the same skill set. Mm-hmm. It's like, not. And it truly really shows yeah. like there are very good actors who are not good voice actors and there are very good voice actors who are terrible fucking actors. That's how I feel yeah. about Mark. Yeah. Like, I don't like Mark's terrible. Not great. No, he's not great. I think he's good in The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. I'm, but, yeah. yeah. But I don't think he was good when he was younger. But I think he's an excellent, like, his, like, Joker is freaking amazing. Yeah, his voice acting is is pretty fucking good. And then... Unless you have anything else about the episode proper, there is a stinger scene in Star Wars, which is fucking weird. Yeah. But so I'm glad somebody told me a couple of people actually were like, hey, make sure you like watch the end credits. And then we open on Bib Fortuna. Or as my friend Steve called him, Bib Fat Tuna. Oh, I love Steve. <laughs> Happy holidays, Steve, if you're listening. I hope you have a wonderful <laughs> holiday season. He's not, but that that I'm just I, I could have just stolen Bib Fat Tuna for myself, but I wanted to give proper credit. Seeing him for five seconds sitting in that throne only to immediately get fucking killed was hilarious. And then motherfucking Boba Fett and Fennec Shan walked in and she kills a whole bunch of fuckers and Boba sits down on the throne and she stands behind him like and sits on the arm of the chair drinking some glowy blue thing that does not look healthy for you and boom book of Boba Fett December 2021 what a lovely surprise I'm of two minds here which is this is a much cooler way to announce this show than if they announced it at the Disney investors meeting. It is a really cool way to announce a show. However, when you have the real emotional beat that the Mandalorian ended on, I want to just sit with that for a while rather than going to the Boba Fett thing. So, like, it's really, really, really cool. And I, like, it was fun to watch. I'm super hyped for that show. But it did be, like, it did just, like, undercut the the ending of him saying goodbye to the little baby Yoda a lot. It reminded me of the Marvel movies and, you know, finishing watching a movie with all the emotions. So then Spider-Man's coming back. You're going to see Spider-Man again. That's what that reminded me of. Yeah. I don't I don't love it. That's like on its own I love it completely. It was a lot of fun. It's just I feel like it's it it kind of it's it's a weird thing to do when you have that big of a, like this like gut and punch of an ending. Um so John Favreau was on 
Good Morning America today. I was talking about it a little bit. So not only are Favreau and Filoni executive producers on this, but so is Robert Rodriguez. Awesome. Which is which is awesome. I hope he directs a bunch of it because he's fun. It is taking place during the Mando timeline. So it'll be, you know, that and Ahsoka and Rangers and Mando. It is some people were speculating that this was like replacing season three of the Mandalorian. Like it was gonna be Mandalorian season three call in the book of Boba Fett. And I like I n I didn't think that for a second. Like it never even occurred to me. But I guess that December, like next year air date like freaked people out. And there are all sorts of people like Grace Randolph who just make up shit and we're talking shit about it. But he's like, no, it just means that Mando's going to air a little bit later. Like, they're getting ready to do Boba Fett right now. And then when they're done with that, Mando season three. Is she the one who started those uh, rumors that Pedro wasn't wanting to film because of the helmet or some shit? Yeah, yeah. She's, yeah, she's totally full of shit. Um, so, one way that... Um, I saw this on Twitter as a way to explain it is think of it like think of these this like this subset of Star Wars shows like the Marvel Netflix shows where you'd get like here's season one of Daredevil and then before you get season two of Daredevil here'd be Jessica Jones and then you'd get season two of Daredevil and then you'd get Iron Fist season one. Wow we're spoiled. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see like how long they wait between Boba and Mando. Like, I don't, I don't get the idea that it's going to be a year or anything because there's so many shows they're doing right now. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I don't know how they're going to do this or how you know they're going to connect because you know they're all in the same timeline so is this going to connect with you know ahsoka too but i mean all those shows like daredevil and jessica jones and the punisher like those all connected right yeah and they did they did the the defenders one that had you know luke cage and iron fist and jessica and yeah i feel like it's going to be something similar here like i don't necessarily think we're going to get a defenders equivalent but i think the shows will kind of talk to each other and ramp like there'll be some sort of big event thing um steel had an idea that i really liked that he thinks the reason they repainted boba's armor is so that it'll be easy to distinguish present day Boba from flashback Boba in the show. That's a good idea. That's a very good observation. Yeah, because when you can't, when you like, I mean, because I, I, look, it's not like Din where he's never going to take the helmet off, but I assume most of the time we're going to be seeing him with the helmet, so you can't do like, hey, it's a younger, you know, actor, or hey, it's him de-aged. So then the only way you can do it is, look, his uniform is shiny and green, or his uniform is n- not so shiny and green. Yeah, that that works. I, you know, there never used to be flashbacks in Star Wars, but I feel like the more recent movies, like that's becoming more of a thing now. So 
you know, the amount of flashbacks we'll get in this, you know, will be truly interesting because we might get flashbacks in this. We might get flashbacks in, you know, more of the Mandalorian because I don't think we had any flashbacks this season of the man. Oh, yeah, we did from um, episode one with our boy Timmy. But yeah, um, I'm super glad that Fennec Shand is in this show. I'm hoping, like, if we do flashbacks, I want some story on how those two, like, started working together in the first place. Um, she's such a cool character. I cannot wait to actually, like, get some, like, backstory on her. And mm-hmm. between this and Bad Batch, we should get some fun stuff with her. That'll be cool. And speaking of our buddy Timmy, I'm hoping that Cobb Banth might show up at least once or twice. He should, or else I'm suing Lucasfilm. <laughs> You're suing them for mm-hmm. like what emotional distress? I need to see my Timmy. Yeah, I mean he's right there. Why not? You know, call him up. It's like Mendo. Like Mendo's, you know, filming for his fucking Marvel show. You know, which is for the same streaming service. So why not call him up and be like, hey, man. I know that you shaved your head for this musical, but we have this cool wig for you. It's ready, and we have the cape ready. We just ironed it. Why don't you put it on? And give us a go. Um, I'm hoping he's. I'm hoping. I'm hoping we see Cobb Vanth because, I mean, natural reasons they could come into conflict. I mean, one time, you know, like it definitely looks like Boba's Fett, Fett's plan is taking over the like whatever the current crime underworld situation is on Tatooine and you have even though like Oliphant's I mean Vance like mostly just concerned with his own little village like they could definitely come into conflict there and of course there's the fact that he you know had his armor yeah maybe Boba was on his way to get him but saw that uh, Din took it and he's like that's a way easier target and I'm ready to Go get that. I'm just curious how he got the ship back. I'm hoping we get that story too. I want all the stories. I feel like I've been spoiled with the amount of Boba Fett that I've received in these last couple episodes of The Mandalorian. Like, it's surreal that we're seeing this character again. What's surreal for me is not that we're seeing him again, it's that I actually care about him now. That's crazy. Because here's the thing, and that is I mean, one, Tomorrow Morrison is awesome. Mm-hmm. Boba Fett is an actual character now and this Boba Fett is actually cool instead of some of that EU or comic bullshit where it's like some like little kid's idea of what cool is yeah like this like he's so interesting now and he's not just like a guy to like had some cool armor and a weird looking ship but as an, like an actual story that is interesting and like has some emotion behind it, and so I'm I, I'm all for that show. I am too. I'm interested to learn more about Boba and you know see what he's like. You know what little personality quirks he has, or you know especially Fennec too. I want to learn more about Fennec and the fact that we're going to see her in Bad Batch too. Like what a fucking delight. Yeah, I mean, Ming Nguyen is amazing, and we really know nothing about the character other than the fact that she's awesome. 
and she has a robot stomach. Yeah, she has a robot tummy, and she was, like, hanging out with Boba Fett, drinking some glowy blue thing. It's probably alcohol, something sweet. Yes, I assume it's alcohol at some point, but... It'd be fun to recreate. Ugh, I I stay away from drinking things that are that shade of blue, and I stay away from drinking things that glow. That seems like both things you can drink if you're, like, 21 and at a bachelorette party. And other than that, you stay far away from them. So will you drink that at my bachelorette party? No. Here's why. Because I'm not 21. (laughs) I'm 37. And glowy blue drinks... Like, are a like express train to Hangover Town. Yeah, that's not a town that I enjoy, or a town that I haven't been to in a very long time. <laughs> Try to avoid that now. Me too. Like, my body just doesn't react to like alcohol or like dairy products well anymore. I just, like, I, I really, like, I can't do, like, the super sugary cocktails. I mean, one, I don't like them as much. Like, I'd much rather have something, like, really, like, just, like, sharp or actually be able to taste the alcohol in. Like, I'll drink something like a lemon, like, you know, something really sour. But, and also to, like, just that amount of sugar, like, makes hangovers so much worse. That's why I, I kind of like those seltzers. Like, at first I hated them, but now, you know, due to my lack of lots of sugar, I'm like, yeah, this will do. <laughs> this is fine. This does the job perfectly fine. But, yeah, like, I, I had a margarita, like, a month ago, and I it, I just felt like as soon as I finished it, I'm like, I am not going to feel well tomorrow. <laughs> like, this is a lot of sugar. Yeah. Um. Anything else to say about Mando or the book of Boba Fett? No, I, I'm i just really worried now about, you know, fan culture and, you know, due to the fan service at the end of this episode, everyone's, you know, mm. praising Filoni and Favreau, you know, which is great, but also it's a con to the sequels and everyone's now not everyone, but I've been seeing a lot more sequel hate, a lot more the last Jedi hate, which which is stupid. Not, I hate saying stupid, but it's really concerning. What is stupid, but also it's one of the reasons that it's dumb is of course, this Luke Skywalker is a lot closer to the OT Luke Skywalker. It's just been a couple of years Mm -hmm. and he hasn't had, the, you know, like, huge traumatic experience with with his nephew yet. So, yeah, it's been a couple of years. He's still, from the two minutes we saw him, fairly close to Return of the Jedi, Luke. But that doesn't mean that you aren't supposed to think this is, a, like, a natural progression still to The Last Jedi. Like, it's got a couple decades to go. People change a lot in a couple of decades. Yeah, fandom can be, you know, truly toxic. And I feel like, you know, this whole movement of Favreau and Filoni doing everything in Lucasfilm Mm. is 
very concerning because this show isn't perfect. Like it's it's fine. It ended fine. Seeing Luke was wonderful, but at the end of the day, like this it was a fine season. It was wonderful, you know, the revelation of Boba Fett. Getting Ahsoka was wonderful for fans, not not fucking us, but it, it was fine. There's some stuff here that I really there's some stuff this season I really, really liked. But there's also a lot of stuff that was not great. And the over-reliance on, like, bringing in or mentioning characters from the cartoons and shit. I'm just like, nah. However, if they bring in Cad Bane to the Book of Boba Fett, I would accept that. Yeah, that, that would be a good addition. That's the thing that sucks, though, is that, you know, the terms and conditions of it all. You know, like, if, you know, this character is brought in awesome, but if we get Ezra Bridger, like, fuck all of this. You know, like, it's very tricky with how to bring in certain characters. Well, I'm much, I'm much happier with them bringing in smaller characters, like Cobb Vanth, or like if they brought in Cad Bane, who isn't, like, isn't a major character. Like, he's just, a, like, a fun little dude and you can do fun things with him. But, like, I don't want to see... I don't want to see Luke at all in Mando Season 3. I want something to happen where it's like, well, Baby Yoda, he's got a little bit more control now, but he doesn't want to be a Jedi, so, hey, kid, go back to Din and, like, maybe he'll... Maybe the new goal will be trying to find, like, the planet of the Yodas or something like that. Can we see the guy that had the dots on his face, like while they're motion captioning? Like, I want to see that guy. Like, I, like in, in Rogue One, I want to see you know the the lovely young woman who they put all the dots on her face. Like, I don't know, like who put the dots because like maybe he looks like Luke Skywalker. Like, he I doesn't. just, I just don't get why they don't get an actor, get a, a ready, a nice and ready, fresh actor wanting work. And instead of spending all of this money on this digital face thing, because I know that's why this this season was so expensive, was they spent all their fucking money on that. I mean, one is, and like this is true to a large extent, is Star Wars fans cannot handle change. But... Like, yeah, just get somebody. Like, you fucking did it with with Han and Lando. Just do it. And now I'm very concerned, because even if we get friggin' Tarkin and Andor, it's probably going to be the same fucking, like, cartoon town. And and I... It's so distracting. Yeah. Cartoon town what a concept but it's it's tricky right now like star wars is is really tricky right now because like though we have you know all these shows coming up you know how are we you know going to know if it's going to be good or if they're just going to motion cap the whole thing or if they're just going to continue you know recycling these you know big characters you know in you know for shock and for fan service and i i believe that fan service is good Every once in a while, like, I think it was cool that we got to see Luke Skywalker and R2. Like, that was that was awesome. But 
the effect only lasts for so long. Like I was over it after like a fucking day. Like I want something that stays in my brain for weeks and months. Like the last Jedi did. Like I have not gotten to star Wars, like the last Jedi in the past three years, like that movie. I remember sitting at work like weeks after and like just thinking about it and just thinking about, you know, what's going to happen next. Like, you know, the improvements of these characters from the force awakens, you know, to now. And unfortunately that was not liked by a lot of people. And, you know, that's why we probably won't get a lot of Ryan, you know, inspired star Wars in the next like couple of years. But unfortunately like that's the star Wars I want is something new, something original. And it seems like we're not, getting a lot of that yeah no we're not and like it doesn't seem like we are with the shows that are lined up either and it's it's too bad like there's still might be stuff that's fun but uh in terms of like doing anything new i think the only hope is whatever taika watiti is doing and that's just and that's just gonna be like and you know i think that's just gonna be like the one-off movie thing like They're fucking cowards and I hate them. I just, I, change is difficult, but at the same time, it isn't. Well, it is, but here's the thing is you just got to commit to it. Like, you just got to say, no, this is what we're doing now. And got the fucking fandom menace, like, bullshit, like, do their loud, like, like baby crying on the internet and ignore it and move on and make new fans. Like the, their like the, the reactionary like bullshit that Disney goes to, to placate these people is tiring. If you're a big organization or big, you know, f- big, you know, Disney, Lucasfilm, et cetera, et cetera. And you're, you're relying on the opinions of people like the fandom menace. Then you should rethink a lot because <laughs> that's not all the fans. That's not, that's, that's not right. Well, and certainly you're not going to get any new fans that way. I don't know, but what are you going to do? Um, yeah, I like Boba Fett now. That's my major takeaway from this season. And my other major takeaway is that I really want to have sex with Timothy Oliphant. I mean, I already knew that, but was reestablished. He has very good hair in this show. I think reassurance is always nice, like a reassurance that I do want to sleep with this person. (laughs) (laughs) I still think that episode was the best one. It was, it was the one I had the most fun with. Um, I tell you, there's like, I, I forget about half of the season. I still you don't have memories of it. This year has been a blur and I feel like that could, you know, be in factor with, you know, how I felt about season two of The Mandalorian. Like, I remember Frog Lady, like, long live Frog Lady and her wonderful husband and their hopefully hundreds of children. Yeah, Frog Lady is good. Timmy Oliphant is good, and Space Bill Burr is good. Oh, yeah, Space Bill Burr. You see, like, it just, 
that's the problem with adding something as big as like Luke Skywalker to like the end of your like season finale because then you fucking forget about everything. Like that's people don't think about that. They think holy shit, that's Luke Skywalker and that's it. Because we all fall for it. I fell for it. You did for like five seconds. Like yep. it just it's not it's not a way to do things. But I don't know. Like I. I'm a hypocrite because like I, I watched Rogue One and the end with Vader was awesome. I loved mm, that. I hate it. And because, you know, I feel like I, I loved it because the prequels are my Star Wars, which is why a lot of people love the Luke Skywalker at the end because the original trilogy is their Star Wars, like Steel. So it, it's just preferences at the end of the day. You know, it, this isn't my favorite Star Wars that we've received, but I love it. Am I going to rewatch it? Yeah, I am. Like, it's like having me choose a line of food that I love and having to choose my least favorite food. Like, that's how I feel about The Mandalorian. Is that It's great, but it's not my favorite. Sure. I, I mean, I love The Mandalorian, but I feel like the stuff, like the Luke Skywalker thing is, it's ice cream for dinner. Yeah. Which is like, it's really great at the time. I really enjoyed my ice cream, but long term, it's not satisfying and not good for your health well it is good for your health if it's like like that low calorie ice cream like that's not good for your health Eh. and also why like like i was making a metaphor here and it stands and so it's not there's not like an answer to that that isn't just you like you going off on some shitty like fake ice cream it's good though like halo top like that shit is (laughs) good not okay but no you're you're right you're a hundred percent right but I just really like ice cream. So that that's a that's a good euphemism though. But at the end of the day, yeah, it was fine. Like seeing Luke Skywalker, fine. Uh Boba Fett, cool. Dark Troopers, not cool. Bad. With their techno music. Um, we got a voicemail from Catherine. I think we actually got it last week, but we had so much to talk about then. But uh, apparently it's it's something about Timothy Oliphant. So should we listen? Oh, yeah, of course. Hello, Canto Biters. It's Catherine here. I just thought I'd send you a quick voicemail to tell you about how um, Timothy Oliphant is always referred to on another podcast I listen to. Um, They have a little song, so I thought I'd try to sing it for you. Timothy, off with his pants. (laughs) So thank you. Talk to you later. Bye. Catherine, what podcast is that? I didn't know that you listened to podcasts. I mean, you listen to us, which we we get a little, a, a, a little, a little interesting sometimes. But yeah, that, that's that's great. I mean, I could see that being something that Adam Richards does in his podcast, but I don't, I don't know what the circumstances under which Timmy the Elephant would come up on like his Doctor Who podcast. So I don't know. Please tell me. Um, <laughs> Timothy off with his pants. Yeah, I get it. That's good. Um, thank you, Catherine. I, th- uh, yeah, so Mandalorian's over. We somehow got another new show announced. We're spoiled. I was very happy for Haas. 
Me too. Like I'm I'm more happier for my friends like than like my my opinions like of of this show and of this season because they're you're getting things that they've wanted since like they were little and they're fucking getting it. Like this is their time. I I think that's wonderful and I'm very happy for them. Yeah, no, and I think Book of Boba Fett will be good. Um so this is our last episode before Christmas. I'll put it up early so it's up like before Christmas. Um I think we're gonna take next week off. Yeah. Yeah, both for you know, it's the holidays and also I don't think there's gonna be anything to talk about. If there is like like some sort of an emergency announcement, like if they announce that Krennic's in Andor, then we'll do a little episode. But other than that, I think yeah, I think we'll just take a week off. We'll have one of those like fake phone call episodes where we're pretending that we're on the phone with each other and being like, hey, Emily, how are you? What, what's going on? Want to spill some tea? Okay. Hey, uh, Mendo. <laughs> um, I hope everybody has a good Christmas and a happy new year. Um, I hope everybody gets some fun Star Wars stuff. Uh, thank you for, you know, listening to our podcast. It's been a really weird year. And so we appreciate everybody who listens. Yeah, thanks everyone. It's been a wild year and I'm glad that, you know, Emily and I've had the opportunity to, you know, chat once a week, every, every week for this year and a lot has happened. A lot has changed. You know, the future is unknown, but I am excited, you know, what opportunities New Year has to bring, you know, for us personally and for Star Wars and, you know, for our silly little podcast, which has been going on for over three years, which is definitely an accomplishment. And, you know, next year we'll be celebrating 200 episodes. Yeah. Yeah, we are. 27 away so you know sometime around mid next year yeah um Brittany where can people find you on the world wide web you can find me on twitter as Canto Brit and instagram as Brittany the ginger what about you I am on twitter and instagram at EFLind the show is on twitter and instagram at CantoBitePod you can send us email or voice messages CantoBitePod at gmail.com maybe you know send us what you hope 2021 brings us in terms of Star Wars uh, we'll have High Republic books to talk about That come, the first one comes out in January we know at least Book of Boba Fett's happening not ever you know like who knows what else we know we're not getting a movie but Bad Batch, Visions. What are you? What are you looking for? Uh, other than that, Merry Christmas if you celebrate Christmas. Happy, you know, Happy December if you don't. Uh, happy New Year's. Otherwise, and we will talk to you guys next year. Bye. Bye. Ghetto bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out.
busting up y'all cause this is it Fuck all the rest, be a candle bitch Brittany the Jinj and Emily Lynn Bet on these two to show place and win These are the girls you've been looking for Unique takes on Star Wars and more Listen every week for laughs and fun Take it from me, candle bitch number one Should know I've been down since day one.